That, of course, is uh, David Bowie's Changes, uh, the opening track from his album Hunky Dory from 1971. It's the choice, not of John Fardy, who's a David Bowie fan, but as he's away today, we've got Colm O'Hare from uh, Hot Press. Colm, good morning to you. Thanks good morning, Shane. No um, interesting choice. Yep. I mean, is it is it his most celebrated album? Um, oh, that's a good point. Um, people might argue that Ziggy Stardust or Aladdin Sane are better albums. Yeah. They're certainly more cohesive. I think it's his most kind of complex. Is I think it's his most impressive album. It's his first album for RCA. It was his fourth album. He'd been knocking around a little bit before that, trying to find, uh, trying to find his own voice. But th- this one, he really nailed it. I mean, he, he just came up with some great songs. The arrangements are very, very ambitious, and uh, the sound of the album is brilliant. It was recorded at Trident Studios, a studio known for its great piano sound, and uh, there's a lot of piano on this album. Uh, the Beatles' Hey Jude piano. Mm. was recorded there I, I was so, um, it was funny you said I was li- just as we were playing yeah. in that clip and I have obviously heard that song thousands of times but yeah. it never really struck me before to the same extent it's very much a song of its time isn't it it's very yeah. much early 70s that kind of vibe from it yeah it is and you could argue that it's not really a rock album as such I mean there's a lot of theatrical stuff in there a little bit of opera and uh, kind of cinema soundtrack stuff it's not really it doesn't really have roots in the blues or, or soul like like say the Rolling Stones were doing Sticky Fingers the same year and all those other bands with their hard rock and it's not quite a singer-songwriter album either and um, because it, it, it needs the, the full band it needs the studio treatment he couldn't really go out there and do those songs with just an mm. acoustic guitar although they were written on a, on a guitar yeah. uh, and uh, then Rick Wakeman came in uh, this is before he joined the prog rock uh, Giants, yes, and he was just a session piano player, and uh, he came in and uh, created those gorgeous piano parts for those songs, and uh, I think it really makes the album. A uh, couple of tracks on the album that don't quite fit in with the overall sort of flow of the album. What, what but, ones um, jar a little bit? I think there's a song called Queen Bitch <laughs> on side two of the old yeah. vinyl, and it's this kind of nod to the Velvet Underground. He was a big fan of that, and and just remember he was he was producing Lou Reed at the very same time as he was making this album, or just a little bit later, a few months later, uh, Lou Reed's Transformer, recorded in the same studio, and uh, Bowie produced that one. That was the one with uh, Walk on the Wild Side and Perfect Day and all that. Again, a lovely piano sound on, mm. on that that song. Um, yeah, I think uh, he, he'd been trying to find his his way through this kind of you know he'd had the hit in late 69 with uh, with Space Oddity and it was seen as a little bit of a novelty he played around with hard rock on uh, The Man Who Sold The World uh, good good title song Nirvana thought so when they yeah, did a yeah, version much brilliant. later but um, I think this is the first album where he really is, is this the album I mean is this the album that we're obviously talking about this album <laughs> but, but is this the reason we still talk about Bowie today oh, yeah. is this the album that pretty much made oh it? yeah I think there's a, there's a new box set just issued called Five Years and it's, it's those five years between 69 and 73 but I think it's really with uh, Hunky Dory which is released at the very tail end of 1971 where he really finds his own voice and it's the Bowie we, we came to know and love over the next next few years interesting I'm looking at the, the first four songs mm. on it you've got Changes you've got All oh, You Pretty Things Eight Line Poem and then Life on Mars yeah. I mean three of those songs are classic that's some start to an album it is it? yeah I mean, I mean this was a big album when I was 13 or 14 in, in North County Dublin everyone seemed to have the album and it rubbed off on people like you 2 who were knocking around then I mean they, they even named themselves the hype after a Bowie uh, one of Bowie's bands and they, they covered Suffragette City which was on the Ziggy album but um, Bowie seemed to have a huge effect on, on my generation and uh, we you know we love Bowie we love Neil Young and, and just a few more but we and, were big Bowie fans and Oh You Pretty we're going to play a clip of an yeah. actually let's, let's play a clip of Oh You Pretty Things now great song what are we coming to? No room for me, no fun for you. I think about a world to come where the books were found by the golden ones. Written in day, written in all by a puzzle man who 
question what we were here for. All the strangers came today. And it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, you pretty things. Don't you know you're driving your marbles and robbers insane? Listen to that, it kind of bears out the point you were making about, you know, how eclectic a mix is in. Yeah. There's an eclectic mix in. I mean, you can almost, you can hear a bit of Queen in there. It's all, you can hear the singer-songwriter yeah. vibe to it. Well, this is a guy who, who wasn't really sure he wanted to be a rock star in the beginning. I mean, he in 1967 or so, he'd been knocking around a couple of mod bands and he joined this um, um, dance troupe, Lindsay Kemp's Dance School, and, uh, you know, got really into the whole stage and the theatrical. And th- th- That's how he created that whole uh, fascination with image, and uh, which he carried through and he still does to this day. But, um, yeah, how do you describe that song? It's a little bit of Berlin cabaret. It's um, it's a very strange song. And in 1971, it's a long time ago, 44 years ago, it certainly was a lot different to what yeah, any of us had ever heard. It still sounds great it uh, today. Uh, come here, just a uh, lot of cultural reference points. You look through the, yeah. some of the uh, the titles. Of the, I mean, Andy, Andy Warhol is one yeah. of the songs. Uh, song for Bob Dylan is another. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he mentions Robert Zimmerman. I didn't know who Robert Zimmerman was then. We know that's Bob Dylan. I, we, I hadn't heard of Andy Warhol. I mean, not a lot of people probably had. He even gets Himmler, Heinrich Himmler, uh, into one of the songs. Uh, uh, mentions movie, movie what, what, what rhymes with Himmler? Uh, it's, it's on the song Quicksand. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the vocals and, the, sorry, the lyrics are a little bit kind of nonsensical, trying to make sense of them. I mean, Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. What does that mean? I and mean, we spent long hours wondering what he meant there. And even on <laughs> Probably even, not a lot. <laughs> even on, on I life, suspect that might never And I, I wondered yeah. for years when, he, when he's, you know, Lennon's on sale again on Life on Mars, was it John Lennon he was talking about or was it Vladimir Lennon, you know, because yeah. the workers have struck for fame. And he, he kind of messed with your mind a bit and he made you work hard uh, and uh, but you get the impression a lot of it was impressionistic and uh, you know stream do, of do consciousness. Do you still throw it on the I mean I, do you still do, throw it on the I do, turntable? I, 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 I played it on vinyl yesterday and I have an original vinyl copy and it just sounded wonderful and it's an album I've never got tired of listening to and um, not a lot of albums you can say that that about um, it just it's been reissued again and uh, I think it'll find a whole new group of fans so um, I think it's a Bonafide classic, and it's it, it is in a lot of top hundred lists in Time magazine, yeah, and various yeah. magazines have have name checked it as as uh, you know what certainly is the impor- most important album in those early days. Okay, brilliant stuff. That's definitely worthy of a place in the cultural toolbox. Uh, Colm O'Hare of Hot Press, thanks Cheers. indeed for coming into us. That's our lot for today. My thanks to the Sunday Show team, uh, Aidan McKelvey on research and Stephen Jordan, uh, who produced Paul Murnock, was on sound. Uh, PPI winners off the ball are up next on Ireland's Super Sunday. Uh, one listener says, don't forget about Shane Larry in the British Masters. Good point. Another listener says, don't forget about the cricketers against Zimbabwe. A massive game in the long term for Ireland. Fair point. Can't see it getting too many headlines though in compared to the other two games today. Uh, Andy, Dundalk man who lives in Blarney, says, yeah, well, Shane, in a massive weekend for sport, don't forget to mention your hometown club, Dundalk FC, retained the league title for the first time in their history. And, of course, uh, Andy, you're too polite to point out they also retained it uh, in the home ground of Shamrock Rovers, which made it particularly sweet. I think they're a super team, possibly the best League of Ireland team ever, but no doubt some Rovers fans and some Bose fans might disagree with that. Come on, the town. OK, we're going to play out a little bit more of David Bowie. Uh, it's Life on Mars, Colm O'Hare's choice of uh, Hunky Dory for the Cultural Toolbox. Have a great Sunday. It's a god-awful small affair 
girl with a mousy hair But her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a sad thing for For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on Sailors fighting in the dance hall Is there life on Mars?